Welcome to Life's a Story, where real life meets the mic. I'm your host, Greg, and I'm joined by some amazing individuals for some candid conversations about the moments in life that shape us. This is Andy. Whether it's navigating relationships, sharing personal triumphs, or dissecting the latest news, we're here to explore it all. Get ready for genuine, thought-provoking discussions. Hey, it's Stephanie. We believe every story deserves a spotlight, and we're not holding anything back. So grab your favorite drink, settle in, and join us as we peel back the layers of real-life experiences, one conversation at a time. Hi, everyone. I'm Dina. Let's dive into authentic, unfiltered stories that make life interesting. I'm excited about what we have in store for you today, so let's go ahead and kick things off and get started. Well, welcome back to Life's a Story, where real life meets the mic. And I'm your host, Greg Steinke, and with me is my wife, Dina, her sister, Susan, and Stephanie and Andy are with me tonight. So, everyone. Hello. Hello. And uh, we are glad to be here and uh, hope that you've been enjoying these last few podcasts as we are dealing with dementia. And uh, my wife and her sister are uh, are really right at this point um, in the middle of dealing with um, dementia with uh, their mother and uh, just sharing some real hard truths, I suppose. And uh, during this episode, we want to kind of dive into a little bit about the emotions uh, that go up and down um, day to day. Every day is different. One day you're up and the next day you're down and then three days you're down and then one day you're up. I think there's probably more downs than there are ups. But we're going to be uh, looking into that and then the physical and really the mental uh, demands that take place. And so Stephanie's going to share uh, some of the questions with us tonight and uh, ask her mom and Dina uh, just some of these things. So uh, listen to this as I think it'll be a help to you. Yeah. So one thing that I really like to focus on in people's personal stories is um, really being able to dig deep into how they're affected by what they're going through in life or what they have gone through in life. Because I feel like so many people that we run into on a daily basis, um, you know that they're going through a lot or have been through a lot in their life, but they don't necessarily come out and tell you about all those things or show you um, what all they've been through. So I really like to kind of dig deep into how you've been affected, um, how it affects you and your views and your relationships and all those sorts of things. So first of all, um, and both of you probably have a much different experience with this, but how would you say that the situation, um, you know, with your mom being diagnosed with Alzheimer's um, and just your day-to-day life and your relationships, how has that been, those things been negatively impacted in this whole situation? Um, Well, I would say for me, um, working a full-time job and um, having responsibilities um, with our church throughout the week, um, and then you add on um, taking care of mom, and, um, you know, you're tired, and it's another thing added to your day. And um, when you're dealing with somebody with dementia, And it can be mentally straining, like, you know, to to take them somewhere. It is not just physically can be um, difficult, but by the time you spend a couple hours, you know, with mom, um, 
you can just feel, at least for me, you know, like you're just mentally like done. And so that's been, um, I guess if you want to make that the negative part, that I would say that's one of the negative parts for me. You just having carry that, around the stress of all of it. Yeah, more. just having that energy. I mean, I think at our age, you know, you want because we eat spring chickens. Yes. That's right. You know, when you come home from work, <laughs> speak you, for yourself. Yeah. <laughs> you just want to relax. You know, you've had yeah. a, a long day. You know, here in Ohio, you can go days and days with no sunshine, and you're just mentally done by the end of the day. Um, you know, Susan's got a um, challenge, challenging job, I would say, you know, working with definitely high do. schoolers. Um, my job can be challenging. And so mentally and physically, I would say would have to be the negative for me. Yeah. What yeah, about you, mom? No, I would 100% agree with that. I think it's the negative for me is trying not to feel guilty because I can't do it all. Mm-hmm. And even though you know you're doing the best you can, it just feels like... Um, like Dina was saying, the stress of work and you're already tired and you try not to take it out on other people, like be grumpy every night and whatever. But um, you just find yourself not wanting to be around people all the time. Mm-hmm. And and then, you know, when you do go see mom to just stay on a positive note, like um, I think we've mentioned this too, like, you, you know, some of the things can be very aggravating. Like, you know, why don't you know? And why are you spraying a whole can of hairspray on your hair? And, <laughs> um, yeah, you know, just things like that. I was like, why? But, you know, in your, you know, I know in my, I know in my mind that she can't help it. That like, those what things... are you doing with all your polydent? Because we just because bought 12 tubes, tubes and they're gone. <laughs> <laughs> so to not get aggravated about those things, I just, yeah, it's just trying to keep, keep a positive attitude, a- attitude. But I I, again, like Dina said, the negative is just the the stress of it all and trying not to be so hard on yourself, whether or not you're doing everything you can or should do. And I would say mom. probably our spouses take the brunt of when we're having our bad days and it's hard to communicate what's going on. And then if your spouse doesn't communicate like you think or, you're, you know, they don't understand or what you're going through, like they, we think they should just understand what we're going through. Um, and that's probably who we take it out, take on, the it most. out on the most, you know. Because um, I, I, I find myself sometimes, you know, when I'll say something to my husband and he'll kind of downplay it and I'll be like, but you don't, you don't get it. You know, your mom and dad can both still drive. Your parents can go to the store by themselves. You don't have to go make sure that they're getting the care that they need. You don't get it. So right. don't, please don't tell me that you understand um, and downplay what I'm feeling. I'm upset about this. I'm stressed about this. And yeah. it's not easy. Right. So I'm yes. sure that's the negative it part definitely. for personally and then for our poor spouses. Yeah. <laughs> they have to listen. Yeah. Yes. So on the flip side, how do you feel like the situation has positively affected you or your relationships? Or both. Okay, well, I'll start this time. Yes. I think right from the very beginning, I was, I tried very hard to be thankful that 
I had Dina to help me. And we, we talked about, you know, how Dina didn't live in the state. And when she moved back here from West Virginia and all of those circumstances, I'm sure happened for a reason. But I feel like now God knew that I wasn't going to be able to do this by myself. And so I, right from the beginning, have been thankful Um and I know sometimes I don't always express that. Like sometimes I'm just like, I'm so mad. I got to call Medicaid again, or I'm so mad. I can't pay this bill, you know, but for the most part, I've just been very thankful for mom's attitude and for the relationships that I still have with, um, with Dina. And I'm, I'm just thankful. So I think that's a very positive thing that has come out of this situation. Yeah. And I'm, you know, I agree with all that, <clears throat> excuse me, um, that we don't have to do it alone. Um, and I think that's been a positive thing that we've had each other. Um, and I mean, where there's four years difference. So um, I, I mean, I'm, I think you would probably agree, agree. I can't say that we were like super close, like best buddies growing up, but just because, right. you know, you were leaving high school. I was just coming into high school, you know, so there was just enough years difference that you were in different phases of life than I was. Um, and so I do feel like this has brought us closer together mm -hmm. as sisters and we've been able to, you know, just help each other along the way. So, yeah, I, I would say that's, a positive thing for sure. So is that something that you feel like you could maybe help other people going through this situation or maybe a similar situation where they're becoming a caregiver or they're going through a time of adversity mm -hmm. um, is to be able to kind of not even so much reconcile with family, but to be able to find a way to lean on family and Again, like you said, mom, kind of be thankful for who you have in that moment and what you do have rather than focusing on on what you don't have. Um, right. Because I don't know, like the entire relationship or maybe a little bit for the listeners, like you do have other siblings. Mm -hmm. Are they and they're out of state? Do you feel like this has changed your relationship with them at all? I I personally don't feel like it's changed. Um you know, you just have to accept the fact that everybody's in different places in their lives. And, you know, I completely believe that God has right here who he wanted right here, right now for this season. To And um, so you just have to accept the fact that that family isn't close enough to help you know, on a daily basis or weekly basis or whatever. So, you know, for me, um, I think if you would, if you would start to harbor resentment or do the, this isn't fair thing, that's just gonna, that's not going to help anybody. So right. I think we've just accepted that, um, they can do what they can do. We have to do what we have to do. Do you ever look at the situation itself and think, like, why me? Why us? Why are we having to go through this? Why is this an experience that we're having to live through? Um, or how have you kind of dealt with 
all of that? I definitely have never said why me um, or why us or why my mom. Um, do I ever wish that we weren't going through it every day? <laughs> because I wish we weren't. But I no, I I've never I've never felt like why me. I feel like there's millions of people in the world who have to go through this situation, mm-hmm. and every everybody's story is a little bit different. But I'd say there's probably a lot of the same similarities. Yeah, of where you feel like you know there's days where you feel like you've already lost your parent anyway. It's not the parent that you had, and. Um, I think it'd be really easy to feel sorry for yourself, but no, I, I don't think for myself, I've never said why, no. why me? And I think just, um, and the same for me, cause I'm a, a firm believer in, um, everything has a reason. And when you go through, especially, um, I mean, this can be applicable to, um, great, good events, but it, especially when you're going through a difficult event in your life. Somewhere down the road, you um, are going to help somebody else. You're not, we're not going through all this for nothing. Um, you know, you're going to be able to say to somebody else, well, I've been through that with my parent, and I know what you're going through. And you'll be able to have a listening ear a shoulder to lean on, be able to give advice. So I, I firmly believe that we all have a story and that it can help somebody. Yeah, so that kind of, I guess, leads into the one other thing is how do you feel like this experience that you're going through currently is going to be able to impact other people um, in a positive way? Or do you feel like it already has? I mean, have you guys had somewhat of a community around you now where you people know what you're going through with your mom and you've had other people reach out and say you know this is my experience or maybe you know you know someone since she's been diagnosed with Alzheimer's that's come to you and say I know that your mom's going through this I need some support well I definitely have a community where I work um, with the ladies I work with uh, have just been amazing and encouraging Um, And actually, one of the ladies I work with, um, she cares for her mom. She's 93, and she's able, along with her daughter and her husband, to um, take care of her mom at her home. And um, so all the Alzheimer's, dementia, um, things that are going on with that have been going on with her mom, she has been an encouragement to me. So, um, and then of course, just being able to talk about it. I mean, you know, I was able to come back to work this morning and just let them know how (laughs) it was a rough morning for me, you know, and I was able to just, you know, share that, get that off my chest. And, and I think you have to be okay with that. Um, I think to, to be an encouragement to listeners, it's okay to be overwhelmed it's okay to cry about it. It's okay to have a bad day and, um, you know, days where maybe mentally you just need to check out because it's just a lot. Um, and that's okay. I, I just think that's really important, um, that you don't put so much pressure on yourself and that you're able to say, 
um, Susan and I have said, like, no regrets. Do your best, and that's all you can do. So, I've been, yeah, I've been thankful, at least with the people that I work with, have been very encouraging. Yeah. And I could say the same that I, you know, I have the person I work with closest to at work is also a caregiver for a family, not her mom, but a family member who has Alzheimer's and is in a assisted living facility. So whatever I have to talk about or whatever is going wrong, she's already seen it and done it. So she's definitely a help for me and somebody that I can lean on. So, And isn't it crazy to think in those situations that you both have someone that you kind of spend every day with mm-hmm. um, that you've gotten to know and you think about even then like the job that you got or you know, how you've had kind of maybe some change in um, positions within your job or that you're able to work closely with those people like they were put in your path for a reason right. um, just to be a support and for you to be a support for them. So it's just crazy to think like when you really think back to how life works, like the people that come into your life and people that go out of your life for a reason. Right. And um, they're just at just the right time. At just the right time, yeah. um, which is so crazy. So how in what other ways do you feel like um, this experience can impact other people or I guess the reach that we've had, even with this platform so far, you know, there's a ton of people that are listening right now. What would be kind of your biggest takeaway from the situation that you feel like some advice that you could give other people. I know you've mentioned several things about living in the moment and kind of living with no regrets and, mm-hmm. you know, just doing your best every day. Um, but any other advice that you feel like you could give to other people going through the same situation or maybe a similar situation, yeah. you know, being, I guess, thrown into being a caregiver yeah, unexpectedly. A terminal, yeah. You know, an illness or, or whatever. Um, I would say, you know, don't try to do it alone. Don't feel like you have to be the superhero um, that can take care of it all, all by yourself. If you've got friends, family, coworkers that you can um, lean on and get support from, definitely um, do that. Don't don't try to do it alone if you don't have to. And especially if you feel like you're really getting down about it. And you feel overwhelmed, whatever, you, you've you got to talk to somebody. Like, you definitely need to reach out to people, especially those who have been through it before and know what you're going through. Because yeah. you can't be ashamed to say, like, I don't want to deal with it today. Yeah. I, I don't want to do it. I Is that a weekly feeling where you feel almost every week that, I don't know, I, I just it's just hard to go on. i got to make another decision. I've got to you know, exert more energy. I don't, I don't know if it's a weekly feeling, yeah. but it's an often feeling. And for me, I guess for me, it's because of handling the financial part. I feel like... Which is overwhelming you know, within itself. Yes, because exactly. Like, it's it started with one thing. So you get your house sold and you got those papers all signed and you get all that taken care of. And the next thing you know, you know, you got to take care of this bill and you got to get this bill in your name and you got to get your name on the POA on the... And it seems like endless and those are things that you can just put off or just say i'm just tired i can't do it anymore i'm not going to do it because that's because her livelihood right and it's a part of um when you have to deal with an elderly parent and put them in a facility assisted living nursing home or whatever it's a that is a big reality of the whole process 
that um, adds to the stress. And um, I, I don't know what I would do if Susan wasn't here. She is gifted in that area. I am I not. I'm not. <laughs> I, I'm just, I, I would just be, it would be a mess. So. Um, and the good thing in your situation, you have both each other. Yes. Where there are probably some situations where it's only one yes. individual. And that's, that's why you need to, if you don't have a family member, a friend or somebody that can. To lean on or give you some direction. Yeah. Or again, we kind of talked about you know, people that God puts into your life for a certain reason Mm -hmm. and kind of look at the people that are in your life and take the support that they can give. Mm -hmm. Um, if you are doing it on your own. Yeah. And I hope that, um, I think I'm an encourager. So I'm hoping that I am an encouragement to Susan, like you're doing a great job. You can do it. Just do one thing at a time. It'll be okay. (laughs) Just don't ask me to do it. You know, um, because like, you know, that's what she is doing is I couldn't, I just could not pay her back for that. Cause I know it's a lot. I am much better at picking mom up and taking, <laughs> taking her to her appointments. I can do that. Does, you know, does, decorating uh, your front door. And- yes. No, Susan does that too. Oh. <laughs> do you think, do you think she's aware of everything that no. y'all do? No. no. But she I think she's very, us. she thanks us all the time. She you girls does. take great care of me. You guys do so much for me. Every Sunday, she thanks me for picking her up and taking her to church and taking the time to do when that. When she's awake. Yes. <laughs> I mean, there, yes, there have been times when she wasn't ready for church when I got there. But I mean, um, when we do go to church, it's, it's a nice time of fellowship, even though it's the same conversation we had last week and the week before that. Mm-hmm. But um, she's very appreciative. So, you know, I, I think she's, I do think she is aware that we do a lot for her. Yeah. And, and for myself, all I can say is I know she is happy, healthy and safe. And as, um, a child for my parent, that's all I can ask for right now. Um, those are probably the initial reasons why you wanted her to be safe. Yes. Um, her medication was a big factor. Getting lost driving and having it, the sheriff track her down right. was another. Well, that's another story there. That's, where she's, that, she, that's a recap She went story. through three or four different uh, counties. counties, and uh, the sheriff of every county had to hand it track off to down. the next one. <laughs> and then the, then the city police, then back out to the county again. Yeah. And so, yeah, she took him, <laughs> she took him on a goose chase. Yeah. And uh, she was a bank robber. She would have probably been okay. But... Uh, you know, there's there's that that whole element with those those factors where, you know, you you had to make that decision because of those things. Yeah. Leaving the bath water running, or she had had put bath water in and forgot to take the bath at a couple of different times. Or go get your bath while you got your grilled cheese cooking on your stove. Yes. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's just stuff like that. So, I mean, for me. She's safe, happy, and healthy. And if I miss a day or if I can't be there, it's okay. That's, I think that's the biggest thing. I want people to know that it's, you can't be all things to everyone all the time. You will crash. Yeah. And um, so you, if you have to take a break, take a break. 
when you're a caregiver, you still have to remember to take care of yourself. You do. Mm-hmm. You yeah. do. And you're still going to feel guilty. Because we've said, even though, you know, I was there like Monday and Tuesday or, you know, for two different things. And I think Susan came later in the week and she made a comment like we hadn't, nobody's been there in a long time. And mm-hmm. I was just there. And so she's not going to remember, but I'll remember, you know. Do you, do you girls still do activities with her? Are you able to, like, oh, can yeah, you do we stuff can. like that fun? <clears throat> yeah, I mean, we do. Go ahead. Talk. Oh, no, I was just going to say, we, you know, like, we we take her and go out to lunch, or if we can find um, an activity that's going on that we think she'll enjoy, we'll take her. Yeah, we went to, to the movies, and we're going to take her to do some pottery. Oh, fine. Yeah. yeah. And so, I mean, she's still she able to get out and done. Yeah, yeah, we, yeah take we take her every three weeks and get her nails done. And she just and loves that. Yeah, yeah, that's very important to her. It is very important to her. So as long as we can make that happen, you know, so we'll you do that. So you think it's important for people out there to, like, make sure just to give them some normalcy or yeah. keep them active? Like, get them out of the mm-hmm. facility if yeah. you can. You yeah. know, not everybody is, you know, can leave the facility. But if you can, I, they enjoy that. We, um, at the first of the year, made a decision to hire somebody to come in. And because mom was sleeping so much and was not going to activities, we made the decision um, to hire somebody to come in three times a week just for an hour. And um, and go to an activity and take her take for her, a walk. Yeah. And- just um, socialize with her, and that's been a very positive thing. A very yeah. positive thing. Mom has always been very willing if somebody would ask her. Yeah. But if nobody's going to ask her, um, she'll just go back to her room and, you know, go to bed. So that has been great. Mm-hmm. That's been a very positive thing for her. So we've had to, you know, hire somebody because we can't be there during the day to take her to an activity. So to have somebody else there to do that for us has been worth the money, I think. Oh, yeah. It's been very good for her. Well, I'll tell you what, um, you know, and I don't want to say that that your life has been on hold. Um, I think I used a word the other time, um, somewhat, you reserved a portion of your life um, for your mom. And uh, you do that um, out of different, different reasons. You know, number one, you're... Her daughter, you love her. You want to make sure everything is taken care of. And, uh, you know, there's no regrets in, in that. And uh, I suppose as you as we wrap up the podcast, unless, Stephanie, do you have any other questions that you might want to? No, I've asked all the questions I have. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Your Honor. <laughs> Her goal was. Yes. My goal was to make someone cry because we're all criers here. Yes. I'm not, not not all of us. Except I shouldn't say all of us. I yeah. am the myself. <laughs> I cry easily. Yes. My mom cries easily. Greg. Greg. I don't. Cries. I don't cry easily. I cry a lot. <laughs> you got me. Okay. Well, t- uh, so so all right. There's some. There's those that are that are in this position. And in their own personal life, um, so share with them some encouragement. And uh, you know, over these last three episodes, there are many things that they're going to face. There are some things that they can look for and may notice and uh, to be aware of um, that might uh, uh, help them um, kind of combat it before it gets uh, too. 
um, heavy, I suppose. Too far along. Yeah. And, uh, and, and, you know, it's not something that you can stop. You may be able to slow down a little bit, but uh, it is one of those diseases that does progress. But, um, you know, you've shared a lot with finances, with living facilities, with the emotional stress, um, encouragement from um, uh, family members or those that you can try to lean on. And so maybe as, as a closing comment, um, maybe just give one more, one more encouragement, you know, that uh, might be a help to them. Susan, do you want to do something and then I'll... Sure. Um, well, I, it's probably just like going over a little bit what we've already said, but I think the most important thing is just to be thankful and thankful for the good days. And when there is a bad day and either it's your bad day or mom's bad day that you have people that you can talk to. I just, I, I think that if you hold everything in and let it all just keep loading up, it, it's, it, it gets to be overwhelming. So I think on an encouraging note, I just, you know, to stay as positive as you can and take each day one day at a time. And just remember that millions of people have done this before you. And there are, there are people who know what you're going through. So. Yeah, yeah I'm, I would agree with that. And, um, Take a break when you need a break and um, accept help if you have family members. Um, you know, if, if you're taking care of somebody that's, that has cancer, um, you know, somebody can help. Our neighbor can help. I mean, if somebody can help you, take the help. You don't have to do it all alone, all by yourself. Um, and like Susan said, just um, cherish the moments, the time that you have. And um, just love them the best you can and um, live with no regrets. Well, we want to certainly thank um, Dean and Susan and then Stephanie as well for just sharing all these things for us. And uh, you might be listening to this and you, you say, well, I'm not sure where to turn. I'm not sure you know what to do. What's my next step? And we'd like to be help to you uh, if we can. And if you do have a question, you can email us at lifesastory2024 at gmail.com. And maybe we can help direct you and uh, kind of step in with you in some of these areas. And so we'd love to be a help to you in that. All right. Well, this is a Life's a Story podcast where every, every life has a story worth telling. And uh, this is part of life. Mm-hmm. And uh, not the most enjoyable part of life, but it is part of life and many do experience it. And we want it to be an encouragement to you as well. So with myself and uh, my wife, Dina, Susan, Stephanie, and Andy, we want to thank you for coming. And see you later. Bye. See you. All right. Thanks for listening. <laughs>